everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show. Powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at SoundWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SoundWeb Studios is the answer. SoundWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SoundWebStudios.com. Mention Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Mosenzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Mosenzia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Mosenzia has garnered great reviews. And Eva Love and Enjoys by Howard Celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Manales. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 30 podcast platforms, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, and Apple Music, and more. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Don't forget to subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Weiner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, a lot more. Amazon.com and check out the Mike Weiner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash me and most for great books like Missing, Once and Wrinkles, also T-shirts, phone cases, hoodies, and more. Amazon.com slash me and most And check and don't forget to support the Mike Weiner Show on Anchor FM as well as PayPal. And... MikeWidenerShow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with a terrific gentleman who's an awesome-based author and avid reader since childhood, coping with constant moving and shifting schools, providing a framework for rich diversity in many subjects. We'll talk about that. And he's got a new book series called The Last Roman, and it's part historical fiction and part thriller set in Rome's North Ninth Legion, and it's going across uh, 2,000 years, and uh, it's about in history from ancient Rome to modern times, and um, this is described as part Da Vinci Code, part Highlander, and part Indiana Jones. We'll find out why in that one. He's also got some other books like Monsoon and Hatchet, and of course, we'll talk about his first book, Exile, the second one, Abyss, and the third one coming out in 2022. We'll talk about that live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios somewhere in uh, Austin, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented author of the Last Roman series, B.K. Greenwood. B.K., good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, hello. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for the intro. Well, it's great to have you on board, too, and you've got an amazing profile you have. So you're an awesome-based author and avid reader since childhood, coping with constant moving and shifting schools, providing a framework for rich diversity of main subjects. And you have a new book series called The Last Roman, which is part historical fiction and part thriller set in uh, Rome's uh, Ninth Legion and um, going across 2,000 years. And it's going from um, ancient Rome to uh, the modern times and this uh, series is described as part Da Vinci Code, part Highlander, and uh, part Indiana Jones. We'll talk about your three series, uh, Exile, Abyss, and uh, soon to be released um, in 2022. Also a couple other books and just amazing. And before getting to all that, BK, tell us how you first got started. Yeah, so I, as you mentioned, I did a lot of reading when I was a kid. Um, it really kind of 
filled my mind with imagination and, and the, the, the love for creativity and being able to, you know, bring, bring images to mind in, in, from reading. So in my earlier mid twenties, I, I started kind of putting pen to paper and started capturing some, some stories. And in my late twenties is when I really kind of dug down and started writing this first book, uh, Exile. And so it's been a work in progress for about 23 years. So it took, wow. a, it took a while to get it out the door. <laughs> um, and, and it went through a lot of iterations. It went through a lot of changes as, as I did editing myself, uh, as I cut it back and added to and kind of changed the storyline and so forth. But the general genesis of the story itself stayed pretty consistent throughout the process. And then uh, last year with, you know, some more time on my hands, I usually travel from my, from my normal job. I travel a lot and without the traveling going on I really had more time at home and I decided to to get some real professional editing get a professional cover artist and really kind of push this out the door and get the first one get the first one rolling so uh, it, it rolled this year uh, May of this year is when I published uh, book one and then September I published book two wow that is amazing keep yourself busy and what was the one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing for the rest of your career yeah, I guess it was, you know, when I started uh, last year in 2020, I had some um, some push from some friends and family of mine that said, look, you know, we've been, you've been kicking this around, the, kicking this can down the street for, for 20 plus years. You need, to, <laughs> you need to push it out the door. It's kind of like your kids, right? At some point, they got to go out on their own. And this, go, go, go. The, yeah, exactly. And so this book had to kind of get out and, and, and get out there. Um, to me, the the real genesis moment is when you we start getting reviews from people you don't know, right? That, of course, you, you, you publish something, you may have a review in there by a friend or a family member or something that says, hey, it's great. But when you start getting reviews from people you've never heard of, other countries that are saying they love the book and they, they can't wait for the next ones to come out, that's when it really starts sinking in that you might have, you know, done something that, you know, people enjoy and it really helps people, you know, it, it gives them an entertainment. And uh, it's it's been described, like you said, it's been described in many different ways, but it's a fast action um, moves along like a beach read. So it's not, you don't get bogged down with it. It's, it's just quick and, and, and really entertaining is kind of the, the idea behind the book. It sounds very entertaining as well too. And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Who are some of your favorite authors and uh, writers growing up? So I think probably my number one, if I had to like pick one author when I was growing up and that was Edgar Rice Burroughs who wrote the Tarzan series. Uh, I read all the Tarzan books. I actually, you know, would spend time riding around different malls when we lived, we lived in Arizona at the time, going to different malls and the bookstores looking for each one of the books. And I eventually, when I was in my teens, was able to collect all, all of the series for the Tarzan series. Uh, and he also did some John Carter of Mars series that I liked as well. And, and I think I enjoyed his books because they were very fast paced, lots of action in them. And, you know, you had a clear hero that was, you know, had a clear mission. And that's really appealing to a, to a young reader. So that was, a, that was a big influence on me when I was young. Uh, as I got older, I, I really enjoyed some of the more classical science fiction, like Isaac Asimov, uh, Heinlein, some of the some of those type of more classical science fiction. Um, and I was an avid reader of just historical, like history books, like literal history books about World War II, World War One, Civil War, and so forth. Just anything that caught my attention, I, I would, I, especially with history, I would go and grab and and just read. So it was it was something that kept me busy on the weekend. So. And of all, of all the subjects that you have read about and studied, what is your most favorite subject of all to read about and why? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it goes back and forth between the Roman period and really the Napoleonic period during the late 1700s, early 1800s, uh, the French Revolution moving into the Napoleonic period. 
And I, th I always found that very interesting because we have a lot of data. We have a lot of information around that period of time. It was when we, you know, we were really still uh, able to go get source material when you could read books from, from that period of time. Um, and it was just a, it, it was a phenomenon that's, that, you know, struck the entire continent of Europe. It was, everybody was influenced when they were, either they were trying to keep uh, kings in place or there was the, you know, the democracy in, in France, which ended up turning into an empire anyways, right? <laughs> Napoleon yeah. made himself an emperor. So it wasn't like that lasted very long for them. But it was just really interesting to me that you could get entire nations, you know, uh, were fighting against one another to keep kings in place, right? Or to, to, to get rid of somebody who was trying to get rid of kings themselves. Mm -hmm. So the Napoleonic period was really an interesting, probably my favorite. And, and what inspired you to, uh, to, what got you first interested in, in writing about the last Roman and the uh, Roman Empire? What first got you interested in? You know, it's, it's kind of interesting because people ask, like, where did I get the, I don't remember the exact moment I got the specific idea. But I, I always, I, I look back to some, some movies and some books that I've read, like in the 80s, some movies that I read, like I, we mentioned Highlander a little bit earlier, uh, the movie Excalibur. I, I just always liked movies and, and books that were set in, in historical uh, instances. So I thought about, okay, how, what, what, what can I write for a historical you know, fiction and, and what might be interesting? But I like the Highlander twist on it where part of the book is in modern day or part of the movie in Highlander is modern day. And then they do flashback scenes. And so that's what I, that's what I applied to my book. I use a modern uh, plot that's moving along. And then we use historical flashbacks to fill in some of the character development and the plot development as we move along. So I think it was those type of movies and, and books. You also mentioned about uh, your series being uh, part Da Vinci Code, part Highlander and part Indiana Jones. And um, describe part, uh, how you chose those to be like the uh, Da Vinci Code Highlander and Indiana Jones, and uh, especially combining those into one, it's rather interesting. Yeah, I think, and it's and it's interesting because that's the feedback I get from people. I've, I I sometimes have tried to avoid like comparing myself to Dan Brown and Da Vinci Code because you know it's so popular and famous. I, I don't want to I don't want to say that I'm popular and famous like that, but people have come back and 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 brought that up because I have some religious overtone in the book. So it there um, the the whole premise of the book is kind of based on a religious. Act event that happens and and it it involves some of the churches it goes through and there's a quest and looking for uh looking for artifacts so i think that's where the da vinci code kind of comes in it it's, it gives that kind of feel the same thing with the indiana jones it it moves all around the planet there's some activity that happens in europe and south america and in middle east so it kind of gives a feel like you're you're chasing and looking for something across the planet so um, that has that kind of Indiana Jones feeling. Even it's not set in the same time, but it's got the same kind of feeling for that. Uh, it moves along like that. That's interesting too. You mentioned about uh, the churches being involved as well too, like in some of the books. So, what's what were some of the churches were involved? Well, so it, the main character is associated with the Roman Catholic Church. So he is um, he's not part of it, but he's kind of it's always been a supporting actor in what he's been doing throughout the ages. Um, and there's, and then throughout history, a lot of the flashbacks involve conflict between different religions. And so if we look at our historical over the last 2000 years, we look at that history, we see that a vast percentage of the battles and conflicts that have happened have been based on religion. And, and a lot of times it's based on Christianity in conflict with uh, Islam over different parts of the world, whether it be in the Middle East or the Crusades or in the um, in, in Spain during that period of time when, when they were trying to stop them from, from invading Europe and so forth, Constantinople, which is modern day Istanbul, 
there's obviously a lot of conflict there as well. So a lot of the flashbacks take place around those type of events. And so history isn't, I mean, religion isn't really the focal point. It's the backdrop for a lot of what happens in, in history, which is, is accurate because that's, that's, it's always there. It's, it's a foundational activity around what people do. Oh, that's rather interesting. We'll talk about your uh, three books as well, too, in the uh, Last Roman series in just one minute. But first, to listen to the Mike Widener Show at the themikewidenershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960 or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author, Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first film missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Z has garnered great reviews in Evil Love and endorsed by Hollywood celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molson Z, available on Amazon. Check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 30 podcast platforms. Take us with you on any mobile device and check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com for great merchandise like t-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, and more. And uh, check out uh, on over 30 podcast platforms. Also, uh, check out uh, the Me and Molson Zio store on Amazon for great books like um, Missing, Once and Wrinkles, and cool merchandise and more. Support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM as well as PayPal and themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with the awesome-based author and uh, avid reader and the amazing uh, BK Greenwood of the Last Roman series here on the Mike Widener Show. And, um, you know, and uh, before getting the uh, Last Roman series, you had some previous works with uh, Monsoon and Hatchet. And uh, tell us about those. Yeah, those are both uh, short stories that are based in the same uh, world, I would say, as The Last Roman. They kind of fill in some backstory for some of the main characters in The Last Roman series. So I, I have those available for people to read if they want to uh, get a little bit of flavor about what my writing is out like, uh, what kind of pace it has, and so forth. So it's available on Amazon as well for download, and people can kind of check it out. And if they like it, then they can jump right into the series. They can read them standalone. They're not, a, they're not dependent upon the series itself. That's rather interesting, too, and we'll go ahead and uh, dive into The Last Roman as well, too. Let's uh, talk about Book One, Exile, where some debts you cannot repay even if you live forever. And um, it's about a seasoned imperial, and uh, you can, uh, just tell us about the book and kind of lead us into it. Yeah, so that's the, that's the uh, lead-in book for the trilogy. That's the book that establishes the, the characters and the foundation for the story. Um, the genesis of the story is that one of uh, a Rome, the Roman soldier who participated in the crucifixion of Christ, uh, the one who held the lance that pierced his side, actually gains immortality uh, through that ac action. So he's he's cursed to live forever for the next for the next two thousand years, which is similar to some other. There's been some other series. Um, I've had some of my readers, you know, point out that Casca is the name of a series that was written in the seventies, and it's got a similar premise to that, but a much different plot and characterization. Um, this, the second part, the antagonist in the story is actually Doubting Thomas, who's the disciple who um, doubted the resurrection of Christ three days after he was crucified. 
and he put his hand into the side, the wound of the side of Christ. And that through that act, it made him is immortal as well. So what we have is two characters that are mortal that at the beginning started off being friends and almost brothers, but then an event happens in book one, they explain that event. And Thomas becomes the antagonist and kind of the bad guy, if you will, for the rest of the story. So the, the, the gist is the modern day plot is based on kind of like a Jason Bourne spy type of activity, like a thriller where Marcus, the main character, is trying to figure out what Thomas is up to and trying to stop him from, from doing bad things, which is what bad guys usually do. So that's, that's the genesis of book one. Um, and it kind of takes place, like I said, back and forth. Each chapter is either a modern chapter or a historical chapter. Uh, travels across the globe from you know Boston to Paris to Rome. Huh, interesting. And so it kind of gives you a little bit of flavor of some of the travel and gets at times he's chasing and times he's getting chased. And that's kind of the kind of the the standard for a thriller, I think. So, so um so what was the last so what was the guy doing in Boston and Paris uh, during that time instead of being in Rome? I like this. <laughs> yeah, so he's based at, in this part of the book, he's he's based in Boston. I kind of picked that because I'm from New England, so I just kind of picked the place that I that I would like to live if I was not in Austin. So he he starts off there, and he 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 starts off moving to Paris or going to Paris to investigate a a serial killing that's happening there, and he, that's how he kind of starts pulling on the threads that finding out what Thomas is doing in the modern day with his with his nefarious activity. So that's that's where the it starts, and uh, and they end up in Rome just uh, as they get chased and and trying to trying to find out what Thomas is doing by the end of book one. So that's how they kind of make their way across the the continent there. And I can imagine him being in Boston. He could be playing for the Patriots right now, thinking he's in the Dental Lions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think everybody wants to play for the Patriots right now. So uh. <laughs> I'm sure Mac Jones will not have him on board. Forget, forget the Gronk. And then yeah, let's go, exactly. Let's let's head over to the last Roman as well, too, in book two, which is the Abyss. And the uh, question is, can all sins be forgiven? But will that be enough? And uh, you can just uh, lead us into that. Yeah, so that's the follow-on. The uh, I, I kind of liken the three series to if you look at the Star Wars movies, you know they stand alone. There's a kind of a definitive ending, but there's you know that there's still more to come in the series. By you know the end of Star Wars, they blow up the Death Star and they're ready to go on, but they but they still have to defeat the Empire. And so the end of Book One, there's a very definitive ending. One of the two sides got what they wanted, and one of the two sides didn't. And in Book Two, we pick up right at the end of that, and we start figuring out, okay, we know what happened in book one. Now, what are we going to do in order to address that? And so book two becomes a little bit more. We, we will visit, start off in Rome. We'll visit places in Greece. We'll visit places in, in Russia and we'll end up in, in South America at some point. So we, we scan the globe again, um, looking for answers to some of the problems that the, that the characters are encountering and in, in that, that basically are the result of book one. Um, and it will end with a very definitive ending, but with something that we still need to, to close in book three. And, and book three will have a, a very final ending. So there, that's the, the end of the trilogy. Um, but book two leads us to get us right to the point where we're ready for book three. Okay, that's great. We'll talk more about book three in just one minute with, on the last room with BK Greenwood. You listen to the Mike Wagner Show at the themikewagnershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at soundcloudstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with author BK Greenwood of the Last Roman series after this timeout. 
We're back with author BK Greenwood of the last Roman series here on the Mike Wagner show. We talked about um, how he got started in reading and also his two books, Monsoon and Hatchet. We also covered the first book, Exile, followed by The Abyss. And this one is called Absolution to be released in uh, spring of 2022 and uh, gives uh, a bit more insight to what happens in uh, book number three. Yeah, so without giving away the actual ending itself, I will say that there's a definitive ending where there's no there's no cliffhanger at the end of book three. Book three will give you the closure for all the storylines that have happened in book one and book two. We'll get closure on all the characters and their dilemmas that they've been dealing with for the last couple uh, books and through basically through eternity for the 2000 years that they've been alive. So we'll get we'll get closure on all those activities. Um, but we'll also get a lot of actions, a lot more action packed activity. We'll we'll do a a little bit more globe trotting will end up in in parts of the Middle East after being in uh, Europe. So uh, that one will be again, once again, traveling around and, and trying to to find uh, solutions for the problems that that our antagonist is continually doing and getting into the trouble he's he's causing. So mm-hmm. and, and then will there be like an epilogue or an offshoot of uh, the last Roman uh, coming up anytime soon? Yeah. So I, what I plan to do is I'll close out the series with book three. But because the characters have been alive for 2000 years, I almost have an unlimited amount of prequels that I could do with them. So my plan is the short stories that I wrote are obviously that short stories. They're very, they're very short and they're, they're not full novels. I do plan on picking periods of history and doing entire novels on just one period of history. So I may do World War One, or maybe the Civil War or maybe do some of the Crusades and do an, an entire book on that with the characters in there. Um, to me, that will kind of gives the ability to flesh out a, a period in history and, and, and be able to share what, some of the knowledge that I have and some of the things that I find history interesting about those periods. So that's rather interesting. Where can we find uh, The Last Roman and uh, all your other books at, PK? So they're available on Amazon. They're also available through my website, which is bkgreenwood.com. Exactly how it's how it sounds. Uh, uh, the Greenwood. Um, you can. If you order through the website, you can order paperbacks for me, and I actually sign all the paperbacks that get sent out, so those will be available for you. Uh, you also have links in there to bring you to Amazon where you can uh, order uh, the books through Amazon there. Uh, the Audible book will be coming out on January 4th. It's available now for pre-order for book one, and then book two will be out in February on Audible as well. Um, so yeah, they're all available through the website. We're certainly looking forward to it, BK, and I'm very excited about it. We're here with author BK Greenwood of the uh, Last Roman series here on the Mike Widener Show. Just a few more minutes. You've been totally amazing. And um, what else can we expect from you in 2022 and beyond? Yeah, so 2022, obviously, like we mentioned, I'm finishing up book three. I'll be doing a lot of uh, blog tours and stuff like that to to launch that and doing some book signings uh, for book three. Uh, And then I think I'm going to try to uh, start a new series. I, I have a couple that I've been thinking about uh, that I haven't really kind of fleshed out too much because I'm trying to finalize this series, but I think I'll jump a little bit into a different genre, maybe do some, um, maybe do a little bit more in the the crime thriller type of space, oh. uh, but that will be later on in next year. I'll also continue, I like to try to publish a short story uh, every two to three months, and I, and I share those with my, uh, anybody that's on my email list, I'll send, I send those out too, so those will be available for free. So if individuals go to the website and sign up for the email, I can, they'll get about every couple of months, they'll get a new short story just to kind of keep, you know, keep the, the fires burning there when it comes to, to my audience. Um, and so 2022 will be interesting. I, I, I don't really know exactly what's going to be after book three because I got so much focus on that. I don't want to take any of my energy away from that. 
I said I set myself the goal to, to launch that in spring. So, um, but uh, but I have plenty left creatively to to fill in another series or continue this one after that. So that's the plan. Um, it's really interesting, and we're certainly looking forward. This is so amazing, exciting. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? So I, I think you know, as I was growing up, I had uh, several individuals. You know, one was uh, named Ken Coleman, who was very influential on me, and he really kept me going when it came to reading. He always challenged me to read more above my grade level and above my where I was at from an age perspective. And I think that really helped fill in a lot of the the the, uh, the fire that I had for being a reader and a writer. So I, I would think that would be from a direct. Uh, influence that would be that would be him ken would be the one so. and what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point i would say you know um just keep writing and making sure you're you're getting your sharing your writing with other people because that's the best way to get uh any feedback on where you need to make improvements and just be open with with feedback that you get it, just because someone says they either thought something wasn't you know up to snuff or wasn't perfect doesn't mean you can't go out there and do better so keep writing that's it that would be my advice and that's very good advice as well, too. I certainly do so after this. Once again, author BK Greenwood of the Last Roman series here on the Mike Wagner Show. BK, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep yourself to date, keep in touch. Look forward to having you on next year. Once again, tell us about your upcoming projects, what's your website, how do people contact you, where can people purchase or check out your books? Yep, like I said, very easy. Go to www.bkgreenwood. Dot com And you can find all the information there about my books, the reviews that I have, the feedback, other blog interviews I've done, and reviews from um, some fellow authors as well, as well as an opportunity to, to shop and get some books. And it has some t-shirts and stuff and hats out now. Some got some beanies out because I, you know, I, I see I, I, I need a beanie when I go outside because my head gets really cold. So I, I had some custom made beanies with the Last Roman logo on it. So those oh, are available. Oh, it's nice. So. Yeah, I think we can all use some right now. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, BK, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep in touch and um, looking forward to having you on again. We wish you all the best. You've got a great future ahead of you. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. You have a good holiday season.